Hello everyone and welcome in to the Youth Hoops Pod presented by Pro Skills Basketball. Youth basketball is often disorganized, focused solely on winning and generally frustrating. But at Pro Skills Basketball, our mission is to change that culture. We strive to provide a more professional experience for parents, players, and coaches. One focused on organized communication, fun, mutual respect, and personal growth on and off the court. And the Youth Hoops Pod is a part of that. This podcast covers a wide range of youth basketball topics, from high school and AAU basketball to college recruiting, NCAA, NBA, overseas basketball, mental health and performance, leadership, and much more. Now let's jump into today's conversation. We hope you enjoy. Okay, welcome back, everyone, to the Youth Hoops podcast brought to you by Pro Skills Basketball. On episode two of the recruiting roundtable, we are joined by Coach Chris Sullivan, the head men's basketball coach at Denison University. Chris, thank you so much for coming on, man. Appreciate it. How's everything going your way? Uh, we're day by day, just trying to get as many games in as we can these next couple of weeks, um, but, uh, but excited to be doing so. I think we've had enough, enough practice and ready to compete a little bit. Uh, but either way, excited to be on with you guys, a big fan of, of pro skills, familiar with, with the brand and what you guys are doing and, and a big supporter of, uh, you know, pushing, pushing youth basketball in the right direction. Yeah, for sure. Well, we appreciate that. So Chris, let's start with you and, and your career in, uh, in basketball. How did you get started? How long you've been coaching all that good stuff? So I really, when I grew up, I had no intentions or goals of coaching necessarily. I, I think I always felt like I wanted to be just in and around sports or athletics. Um, but I, I was fortunate to have some really, really good coaches coming up. Um, my, my high school coach at Upper Arlington High School here in Columbus was a uh, division three national player of the year at Wittenberg. Um, and, and is as good as any college coach I've been around. He's a phenomenal coach uh, at a great staff when I was there and really felt like I got a college experience in high school. Um, and then I had two, played at two different colleges, played for the winningest division three coach of all time just for a single year at Franklin and Marshall College. And then I transferred to Wittenberg and played at the winningest division three program of all time. Um, and so I, just a couple different ways. I didn't necessarily plan it that way, but was really fortunate to, to be coached and play for some programs with, uh, with such good, good tradition and really just kind of be mentored and, and guided by you know, some of the best at, at this level. Um, had a great division, you know, playing experience of my own right. I was fortunate to be named an All-American my senior year in college. And, uh, and then a, a man by the name of Bob Galoni, who was the previous head coach at Denison, um, took a chance and hired me right out of college. So I've been working at Denison for 10 years now. It's the only job I've ever had. Uh, and it's, it's been, you know, uh, a roller coaster at times, but uh, it, it's been so much fun to, to be here for the long haul. And, um, yeah, just loving every bit of it uh, as I transition into the head coach for uh, 2021. So you played at UA. That was Coach Casey, right? Correct. Yep. Yeah, he's yep. a wizard, man. He runs a lot of good stuff. That was my scout, and we got him again this Friday. So, uh, yeah, that was that was tough, man. He runs a lot of sets, a lot of things to go through. And he he really opened my eyes to uh, to kind of fall in love with the X's and O's side of things and, and game prep and uh, you know really thinking of the game and and, and kind of more more so like chess uh, than, than a lot of people look at it like checkers and I think great coaches have a balance of the few at times you know you don't want to handcuff guys and, and over 
control the game, but um, yeah, he's a great X's and O's coach and, and really uh, spends a ton of time developing, you know, skill developing players from, from the youth all the way up. So his program top to bottom has, has been really good. And the last couple of years, they've been uh, excellent and produced a ton of good, really overachieving college players, you know, like myself. So he runs a, a good ship over there and I'm a proud alum. Yeah, for sure. Um, well, obviously the last year has been tough on everybody. Uh, college athletes um, have been hit hard all across the country. Some not playing, some conferences straight canceled. So we wanted to get an update from you and, you know, how COVID has affected your team, your league and, and all the, all the things going on with you right now. I mean, I can't believe it's February. So we, we kind of made it through almost, but uh, where are you guys at in terms of COVID and all that? So I'll kind of work backwards. We're, um, we're about to play our first game this Sunday. And it'll almost be you know, almost a year to, to when things were kind of shut down last year, which is crazy to think about uh, how long this thing has gone on for and, and that we still got a little time ahead of us. But um, but we're about to play a kind of a, a limited conference schedule these next few weeks, starting on Sunday. And, and our guys have worked so hard to get to this point and our university as a whole. So we're, we're excited to take that next step and just enjoy some outside competition. Um, but uh, prior to that, we, we took an extended break from, you know, from Christmas through Thanksgiving, uh, just kind of in between semesters. And last semester was actually an awesome experience for myself, transitioning to the head coaching role. And just for our guys in our program, especially our young guys, we had um, about eight weeks of practice just on campus because um, Denison had done a phenomenal job of, of putting things in place to, to allow all athletics to, to just compete internally last fall. So we had a, a really an extended preseason and got to, uh, you know, as a first time head coach, just focus on the immediate and just our guys right in front of us and kind of build the culture with a little bit of my own personality to it. And um, kind of lay the foundation for where we want to go, you know, the next couple months, years, weeks, you know, however you want to look at it. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I think the biggest thing is our guys, um, just have adjusted to everything that's been thrown their way. And I think more than anything are really learning how important basketball is to them. Uh, having had it taken away probably for the first time in their lives and mine included always just had it available. Um, so I think we're really trying to dig into just that love for the game and appreciation for the opportunity to play. Chris, I got two, two words of congrats for you before I get to my question. One congrats sure. on becoming head coach. I, know I haven't talked to you since, uh, since that happened. So, Congrats thank you there. I know everybody's in good hands in the Denison program. So, um, and then two, congrats on being able to play some games, huh? That's, uh, <laughs> that's something that everybody's, you know, able to do right now. So, and that kind of, you know, leads into my, you know, third question, you know, obviously in the Northeast, you know, a lot of teams are not playing games right now. I know the landmark is going to tip things off this Friday. Um, you know, but as far as the division three level goes, you know, a lot of us around here aren't playing, but how have you been able to get creative? Maybe not so much, you know, now while you guys have been practicing, but in the off season, during the summer, you know, maybe in the fall a little bit, even last spring, you know, when things were shut down, what are some things that you were able to, you know, get creative to, to keep the team together? Um, you know, some team bonding experiences, whether it be virtually or, or anything else. It's, uh, it's been a, an interesting time to, to transition into that head coaching role, like the first uh, first meeting I ever had with my team was on Zoom, because I got named head coach on Wednesday, March 10th, and then March Friday the 13th is when they sent everybody home, and then you know nothing's been the same ever since then. So, 
throughout the whole summer trying to finish up a recruiting class, you know, using some Zoom and, uh, and virtual opportunities and staying in touch with our, in touch with our guys, both individually, you know, with some individual meetings and uh, just trying to, you know, make things that are worthwhile. I know our guys are, you know, we're tired of Zoom by the end of last semester and even this fall had, you know, mix of schedules where they were spending a lot of time on the computer. So while still finding that balance of needing to stay in touch, but also making sure that we're not just meeting for the sake of meeting and I'm throwing them on Zoom for another time because um, they've been so much time in front of the screen. So um, I think just having some good conversations and fortunately, you know, we, we try to take a pretty holistic view in how we run the program. And, uh, you know, there's been no shortage of opportunities to discuss what's going on, you know, outside of our program in the world. Uh, a lot of things going on, you know, socially, politically, and, uh, you know, we've had some really good conversations with our guys, just getting to know more about each other and our own backgrounds and experiences and how we can, uh, you know, use all that to make our, you know, our, our program even stronger because of it. That's awesome. I know there's, you know, a lot of opportunities now, whether it be virtually to kind of take time away from basketball and talk about mm -hmm. some other things with your team. So hopefully that gets everybody closer. But let's uh, let's jump into recruiting. Um, sure. You know, what is your you know, basic recruiting strategy and philosophy and what are a couple of things that you're definitely looking for in a student athlete when you're out on the road looking at looking at guys? So first, as it just pertains to, to Denison, you know, I think when people joke about what to what to, or they always ask what type of player are you looking for? And, you know, the first thing I say is uh, like, it doesn't matter what type of player there, they've got to be a good student first. You know, being a high academic institution like Denison, um, you know, we have the first, the first, second and third thing we look at is, you know, their grades and their test scores and how, how dedicated are they in the classroom? Um, and, you know, are we going to be able to get them in, but not just get them in, are they going to be able to succeed, you know, at a pretty challenging, you know, liberal arts college like Denison. So the first and foremost thing we look for is, uh, you know, how are they doing academically? And then, you know, once we can, uh, kind of move on to basketball, I think, uh, the way we see the game, we want to play fast, up-tempo. Um, the, the two statistics that we always take a ton of pride in uh, are we, we've led the league, you know, been top in the league the last couple of years in assists and three-point field goal percentage. And so high IQ, unselfish guys who can shoot the three and then, you know, add a couple of different dimensions on top of that. Um, I think th that's kind of where we start. And then, um, you know, see, see what other key attributes they might bring to the table. Uh, or what we might need in that particular recruiting class, you know, positionally. Um, so obviously the last year or so has been much different in terms of what you've been able to do recruiting, you know, normally uh, in the spring and all summer, you're out and about going to big AAU tournaments, watching as many guys as you can. Has there been any cool new effective strategies that either a student athlete or a high school kid has done to get your attention or either someone on your staff or another coach that you've seen that has really been super creative or a new way or, or, or something that, you know, you haven't seen before, maybe didn't see coming. Um, the biggest thing that's, it's not necessarily creative, but I think the biggest thing that's, that's new and, and I hope it sticks around is, uh, is more high schools are broadcasting and live streaming their games. And I think that's been a great opportunity for us. You know, we recruit nationally. Um, and so, uh, you know, as, I think Baller TV the last couple of years ha has found a good niche. And I know they were probably, you know, doing gangbusters over the summer, trying to get as much exposure for, for all their tournaments as possible. And that's something we've been doing for a little while. But uh, as we've headed into kind of the fall and winter here, a lot of high school teams and, and 
um, athletic programs have done a good job of, you know, broadcasting that for, you know, obviously for their friends and family, but for, you know, college coaches, when we're recruiting kid from Chicago and California and all over the place, um, it's been a huge uh, just tool for us to be able to recruit nationally while, you know, still staying home. Yeah, good point. Sticking on that virtual subject, um, have you participated in any virtual showcases during the past year? Um, and what are some of the best virtual, you know, recruiting ideas and events that you've either participated in or heard about, whether that's, you know, schools hosting it or different camps and kids hosting it or other, you know, universities? What have been some of the best virtual things you've been able to participate in? Um, we, we've tuned into a couple virtual showcases here and there, but, um, you yeah, know, I think that that allows you just to see a little bit about, you know, certain players. It, it's tough when you're not there in person to kind of see how, you know, they're interacting with other players and coaches and uh, playing well and not playing well in, in spurts. But um, again, I keep coming back to just if, if they've done a good job in, uh, in, in recording their, their high school or uh, just getting us some full game film from what, you know, from the, some of their AAU stuff. So um, yeah, I haven't found a ton that, uh, you know, that jumps out at me in terms of being different or new, but I think just creating those opportunities for, you know, for these student athletes to, to be seen or, um, you know, create more game film from to send out to us. I guess the second part of that and um, would just be, have you found value in some of these virtual workouts as far as, you know, yeah, you, you can't maybe necessarily see somebody make five or six shots in a row against, you know, live defense, um, but you get to see a guy on screen, you know, working out, ball handling, see how hard he works. You taking some of those things and, you know, followed up with, you know, athletes after and then followed up with game film where, you know, you've maybe discovered, you know, an athlete or two that otherwise you wouldn't have, you know, from initially seeing them on the showcase. Uh, a handful of times. And I think, you know, it, it is always nice to, to just to see what kind of work ethic these guys have on their own. And I think just their willingness to show up to something like that is, you know, just shows how committed they are. I think a lot of young guys would kind of scoff at, uh, you know, something different like that, just to, Hey, we might be just doing dribbling drills in front of a camera, but if, you know, if that's how bad you want to, uh, you know, to get a little exposure and, and just show how hard you want to work and what that effort looks like in real time. Um, you know, that's something that, that has gone a long way in our book and just shows the level of commitment. And I think that's something that we want to keep breeding in our program is uh, guys who are really serious or kind of willing to do anything to just get the opportunity to play at a, at a high level. So it's been pretty good. Um, I, I know you mentioned it uh, a little bit earlier in terms of, you know, the type of kid that you normally look to recruit. But tell us more about Denison. What type of kid succeeds there? What traits are you looking for? It's kind of a two-part question, that part. And then what have you seen um, at your time, during your time at Denison, is the biggest adjustment from high school to college for the kids that come play for you? So first part, um, and I'll kind of just speak to now specifically, and this is something that, that we've done and Denison's done a pretty good job of, uh, of just pivoting, you know, just because of the different landscapes that are going on. And so, um, yeah, I met with our staff and we kind of looked at what we want to do for this 2021 class and said, Hey, we're probably not going to be able to see in person as many, you know, outside the Midwest guys. Um, and, uh, and it's just been an initiative ours to try to recruit, you know, a couple more Ohio and Midwest guys, um, and uh, so we wanted to just kind of focus our efforts there and that way they could probably get onto campus at some point. And uh, we've had the most success when, when we can get 
you know, student athletes to come see campus. We've got unbelievable athletic facilities. Uh, the campus is, is pretty big and, you know, it's in this great part of town. It's a good balance of having a, our own little college town in Granville, but also being, you know, 20, 30 minutes from uh, Columbus, which has a ton of good stuff going on for it. Uh, so, so young men who want that, that balance, uh, you're not in the city, but you're also not, not isolated. Um, and, uh, you know, guys who, um, have done a, you know, really just high achieved in the classroom and, and on the court, just, just the biggest balance of those two. Um, but also who are not defined by basketball. I mean, we want basketball to be really, really important to them, but, uh, that's not the only thing that's going on in their life. And so I think guys who can have that balance of, uh, you know, committing a ton of time and energy to the court, but uh, also knowing that it, it holds a certain place that's not the most important thing each and every day and that they do focus, uh, you know, their efforts and attention in the classroom. Um, can you repeat that second part, Paul? Yeah, the second one was just what have you seen uh, is the biggest adjustment for high school athletes as they transition to the college level? I think uh, the biggest thing is, is the speed of the game and the physicality. Um, I, I think in my experience, guards transition a little bit quicker and a little bit better than big guys. Um, you know, most guards are about, you know, five, nine to six, one or two, whether you're 18 or, or 22, you know, there might be a, a 10 or 12 pound difference, you know, as you keep getting older and invest more time in, uh, in the strength uh, training and, and eating right and stuff like that. But um, you know, there, I think there is much more significant difference between, you know, an 18 year old who's, uh, you know, six, seven and, and 200 pounds trying to put on some weight versus a 22 year old who's, you know, been banging around the league for a couple of years now. So I think that that physicality, especially on the interior is, uh, is the biggest adjustment that, that we've seen in, in my years at Denison. I would tend to agree with that as well. Um, you know, what strategies you've touched on it a little bit, you know, obviously the live streams, um, you know, some of the virtual showcases, what, what are some strategies that you've done though, Chris, um, to get, you know, kids interested in Denison, you know, that maybe you would not have done in the past, whether that be maybe a virtual campus tour, you know, I don't know if you guys have been open for campus visits for a while or not. Um, but just something that maybe you've had to be creative with, or, you know, with your assistants that maybe in the past you wouldn't have thought to do. You know, we, we've been really lucky. Uh, Denison was open for in-person classes all through the fog and we practiced the entire time and we were able to have visitors um, that could come on campus to, to walk around and, and be inside most of the buildings on campus, not everything, but you know, I, I'd say we're about 80% of what a normal visit would look like, probably with the exception of an overnight um, and just eating meals on campus. But for the most part, we have not had to pivot a ton uh, outside of doing a few Zoom calls uh, with some families from, uh, you know, from outside of Ohio or maybe when parents couldn't come. Uh, just different opportunities where we have invested in, in some virtual meetings. And uh, I think it has is something that will probably stick for a little while, especially early on in the recruiting process. Just to, I think certain schools, you, you can only learn so much through um, some videos or, you know, through their, their social media feeds, but just you know, seeing a face and, and having a good conversation um, and getting to know the personality of a coaching staff, I think will uh, will be an opportunity for, for parents and, and kids to kind of just get to know schools more and see if that's worth, you know, the long trip down the road, especially for, you know, some of our young men who are looking from the East Coast and all the way out from out West. 
For sure. Yeah. And that's why I wanted to, I was interested in your response to that just because you guys do recruit nationally, you know, so it, it's mm-hmm. not obviously a short drive for some guys. So didn't know if you had, you know, pivoted to all the zoom, you know, virtual visits or tours or not. Um, but we're, we're going to pivot right now to some fun. Um, as you know, you've, you've recruited all over the country, you know, being that you do recruit national, we're going to have some rapid fire questions for you here now, Chris, and you got to answer sure. about seven or eight of them, you know, within a minute here. Um, but all fun, you know, on the road recruiting stuff. So we'll see, see what you, what you think. Um, so clock starts now. Favorite venue you have ever attended for a recruiting event? Um, it is, uh, I was just looking up the name. I was blanking there for a second, but, um, Under Armour had an event at, uh, Lake Point, uh, just North, North of Georgia. And I thought that was, uh, phenomenal. Yeah. I I thought that was, uh, yeah. State of the art, well run. And, uh, there happened to be some good players there that weekend. So I think that maybe made it a little bit better. That always makes it better. Favorite city you visited while recruiting? Uh, San Francisco go-to meal while recruiting in the facility i try to avoid eating in the facility as much as i can maybe some popcorn or a pretzel or something gotta grab a hot dog once you don't trust those those hot dogs no man yeah go-to meal while recruiting on the road as far as Uh, drive through or anything definitely chick-fil-a nice longest drive you've ever taken to recruit in one day um, I think from, uh, probably from Ohio to maybe New Jersey, New York, eight, eight, eight nine hours. Go to podcast while on the road recruiting. Um, I'm a huge fan of, uh, the podcast I've been on the longest is, uh, Michael Gervais does a podcast called finding mastery. And, you know, he brings in a handful, you know, he's in the athletics realm working with, um, the, um, Seattle Seahawks. Um, and Pete Carroll, but he brings a ton of non-athletics related people and really asked some awesome questions that kind of um, really inspired a lot of thought of my own while, especially while you're on the road, just driving. It's, it's a great one. Awesome. And then last one, favorite basketball camp you've ever worked? Oh, man. Probably uh, Davidson College. I worked one of their day camps uh, a number of years ago and, and I was lucky that uh, my brother was a, a player there at the time. And it was, so it was a day camp during the day. They were headed to uh, maybe Italy the following week. So I got to work camp during the day, met some really good coaches and then watched them practice every evening. So it was a great two for one there. And that wasn't a plug for the two uh, PSB found. Co- I was going to say. Was yeah, no, no plug there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Thanks, Chris. They're going to be pumped. Uh, Chris, this has been great. We'll get you out of here on this. Just want to get your final thoughts on, uh, you know, for the class of 21, 22, um, for the athletes and any advice you may give them as they go through what we hope to never see again in terms of uh, everything that's gone on the past year. But recruiting has certainly drastically changed. The landscape has changed. Scholarships have gotten a little tighter, in my opinion. Um, And so what what advice would you give uh, athletes in the 21, 22 classes? I think two things I'll start. One is just general. I think for everybody and especially early on in the recruiting process is, um, you know, be, be specific and direct when you reach out to, to you know, any institution. You know, I think I, if I get 20 emails a day for, for kids looking to, you know, just continue their college basketball career, which is awesome. 
I'd say 15 of them have nothing specific, not even addressed to me or to Denison uh, as an institution. And, uh, you know, I think you can just tell that they're sending it out to a ton of people. Whereas, you know, the ones that we'll really take a good hard look at and whether we're interested or not, that we'll take time to respond to is if they say, hey, look, Coach Sullivan, I know you've been at Denison so long. And, you know, I know this about the school. This is why it interests me specifically. And I think that that's where you'll get a higher response rate if you do your work ahead of time instead of throwing out a huge net and seeing who who comes back to you. Um, so that, that's one kind of on the front end. And then I think on the back end of that is you're making your decision. Uh, and this is something that I experienced as, uh, you know, individually and what we really kind of promote in our own recruiting process is the final decision. I think you should take basketball out of the equation. Um, you know, when I went to you know school my, my freshman year, I, I think it was a great decision overall. And I was really excited to, to play for FNM. It was a great program. Um, but, you know, if, if basketball is not going well, or even if it is, like if you're just not happy the other 22 hours of the day and just don't love that campus, that culture and, and that experience, you know, basketball is important, but it's not everything. And especially not enough to, to keep you happy for the other 22. And uh, so that's we, we try to promote. And the best advice I can give is, you know, basketball is a big part of the decision, but, you know, it's two to three hours a day. And I think you want to make the decision that uh, to go to a place where you're really comfortable the rest of the time. And, uh, and if basketball, again, if it's good, great, or even, you know, not the, not the experience you were looking for, um, you know, you want to be happy with your experience for, you know, for the rest of your life, not just, uh, you know, while you're on the court. Yep, for sure. Well, that's uh, really good advice, Chris. We really appreciate it. Thank you again for, for coming on and uh, good luck. Hopefully first game Sunday, you said? Yep. Sunday at three as, as of right now, as of uh, Tuesday afternoon. Who you yeah, got on Sunday, Chris? We got the Wabash college, little giants coming nice. to our place. So uh, do you guys allow fans? Uh, we do not. We do okay. not. I assume no, it'll, it'll be, It'll be, yeah, it'll be broadcasted and, and Dennison always does a good job there. Um, so everybody will get the opportunity to watch, but, uh, but not in person. So All still right. a few days, we got to do our best to get there, but we're excited and looking forward to it. That's awesome. awesome. Yeah. Happy for you, man. Well, good luck. And uh, yeah, we'll talk with you soon. Thanks again for coming on. Thanks, awesome. Chris. Yeah, no problem. Thank you guys. Thank you for listening to today's conversation. If you enjoyed the podcast, please leave us a five-star review and subscribe so that you can stay tuned to future episodes. Follow us on all of our social media platforms at ProSkillsBasketball on Instagram and Facebook and at ProSkillsBball on Twitter. And if you'd like to find out more information about our teams, camps, clinics, or virtual basketball, check out our website at www.ProSkillsBasketball.com. We'll see you soon on another conversation.